Welcome to What the Fox, Empowerment for Women. All right, and so welcome to What the Fox. Today we are on with Amanda J.P. Brown. And Amanda is an author, a confidence coach um, that helps women who need to release their shame and um, walks them through processes. And so welcome, Amanda. Tell us a little bit more. Thank you for having me. So um, I wrote Your Brave Enough, Eight Daily Practices to Be Your Own Hero when I was struggling with my own shame and kind of really falling in love with myself. And it was the practices that I had to use to really accept myself and share my story with others. And so I'm excited. I've been doing this for quite a few years. In fact, today is the three-year anniversary of me finishing the first draft of the book. So I'm really excited to be here. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. So with helping people get their confidence back, um, or confidence probably for the first time and stuff in some cases, yeah. um, tell us a little bit more about that process. Okay. Um, well, you know, we have a, sometimes a lot of self-judgment and shame and criticism. And so it's really about being able to see where you've been judging and criticizing and holding yourself up to standards that may or may not really resonate with you and that may actually be harming you. So it might be the perceived, you know, what you think other people want you to be or something that you've learned from your past because of experiences um, that you had with either adults or other people growing up, like whether it's your parents or um, other people in your life. But it's really about owning your power and being able to accept all of the pieces of yourself and really kind of letting go of that judgment and criticism in order to realize that all of the pieces of who you are and all of the steps in your journey have actually brought you to a really powerful place. So it's in being able to love and accept all of those pieces that you can actually feel more confident in your skin and feel more just confident in who you are without worrying about whether other people judge you or not because you're not judging yourself. So with the practices kind of Part of that process is being able to, you know, look at your story in an honest way, honor every experience you've had, really explore the places that you might have been critical and judgment and finding empathy in that story. And this kind of all is really risky. So it's really being able to be brave and taking it like one little step at a time and just kind of letting go of the need to really just, I mean, judge yourself. So you're really kind of taking ownership of your story, but in a really open-hearted and loving way. And then through all of that, you can really be able to show up in a real and authentic way for yourself. That's great. I mean, like, I know from my own experiences, I definitely have been very judgmental. I have a very um, loud inner critic. Mm. And... Um, <laughs> It's very difficult and stuff to ignore it sometimes. There are days when it definitely does win. And there are other days that I'm like, eh, you don't know what you're talking about. 
So um, I, I would imagine getting to that point where the days that you don't know what you're talking about is definitely more preferred and you can actually work people to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you've hit on a big thing is that that inner critic voice can really be loud. Um, I mean, even though I've done a ton of work, sometimes it still comes up for me. The thing I think that happens when you start accepting and loving yourself and really owning, you know, who you are and really just releasing that criticism and shame is that you see it quicker and you see that voice and you're able to say, whoa, 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 is that really true? Hold on there. Um, do I really have evidence of that or am I just falling back into those old, old stories? So you kind of catch and release that much quicker than spiraling down the rabbit hole of then finding all the proof and all the ways that your inner critic is right. Yeah, I definitely, the more mindset work that I do, the more I am able to stop myself and know at least, I mean, like, even if I can't shut it off right away, I at least know that that's where it's coming from. And yeah. then it's like, okay, now what do I need to do? What was I doing the last time that this happened that got me out of the, that funk, basically? And can't, you know, will that actually help turn things around and stuff? And I think one of the things that I found, which I really did not think would ever work, is writing sentences. Mm -hmm. And it's being able to fill up that entire page with a positive sentence about me. Mm -hmm. Because if you yeah. ask me, tell me something positive about you, I typically don't have anything right off the bat to be able to say. But right. if I've written sentences before, then the first thing that I, you know, have come up because I've written that sentence and because now it's ingrained in my brain a little bit more is, you know, I'm a pleasure to be around mm -hmm. and I won't be able to say that. Like I, there's not a whole lot of other ones and stuff that come up because I haven't done that work. And so mm -hmm. a lot of times it is doing the work. It's not just about reading a book um, yeah. or sitting back and thinking about things and stuff, you know, you, it's great to think about them, but a lot of times it's actually doing something that's going to be able to bring you out of that funk, basically. Yeah, it's absolutely. I love that you said that. I mean, you think about it when, I mean, even when people go, oh my gosh, you look so nice today. And you're like, no, I don't. What are you talking about? Like, we're so, it's really even hard for us to accept compliments from other people. So that place of where you can get to the point where where you're able to compliment yourself. And I, when you were telling that story, it automatically made me think of like job interviews when they ask you what your weaknesses are versus what your strengths are. And sometimes it's so much easier for us to find all the things that are wrong with us than it is to find all the amazing things. So the more that we do that work, we identify what is, and even if we Sometimes, you know, one of the hard things for me is when I didn't believe those things is like, if I just write it down that I am, then I would be like, you're lying. Um, but as I kind of did work, one of the big things that helped me too was being able to say, I'm in the process of believing this about myself, or I'm in the process of, you know, owning this or loving this about myself, because then it made it like, believable and tangible and like, okay, I can be in the process of this. Right. Even if I don't a hundred percent believe it right now, that was believable. And so, yeah, that, and you do have to do the work and that's actually what's really hard. Like it is easy to read a book and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. But to sit down with yourself, 
journal or that, you know, even if it's through pictures, like sitting down and doing the work and like allowing yourself to be vulnerable, that is like such a courageous act to be vulnerable in that way. And that was one of the things that was really hard for me at times is even writing. Like I loved writing when I was a kid, but as I got older, I kind of shut that off because I had had this belief that, you know, if I write it down, people will read it. And then, then what would that mean? And so there was this, oh, I can't write this down because it makes it real or somebody might find it. And then what does that mean? So being able to like actually put it down and work through it is so powerful and so scary at the same time when you're first starting. Wow. Um, there's so much of that. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going, oh my gosh. But yeah, the, I don't know that me looking into a mirror and saying I am beautiful or I am worthy or any of that yeah. actually works for me. Being able yeah. to like look in the mirror, I still feel like that that's a lie. But yeah. I can write it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the step in between. Mm-hmm. And like you said with the I'm working on this or um, my coach used I'm learning to do this. Yeah. And so absolutely. I'm learning to sell. I'm learning to be better at talking to people. I'm learning to network. I'm, you know, in that instead of having that, and the other thing is I always I use the word I'm struggling a lot and mm-hmm. I'm struggling means I'm gonna continue to struggle. And so it's mm-hmm. replacing that word with something else so that yeah. I'm not continually telling my mind, you're struggling, you're struggling, you're struggling, because that's only gonna keep me struggling. Yeah. Um, so it's watching those inner thoughts and stuff and the way that you're phrasing things to yourself as well. Oh yeah, that's so powerful. The words that we use to talk. I mean, and sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, oh, why did I say that? Um, you know, but the more you're like, okay, with your example of struggling, I'm struggling. So what, like one of the things I started when I get into that mindset too, is I go, oh, so what is it about the struggle that I am like? benefiting from or what is it keeping me from doing that I want to do but I start then exploring that language too around okay you this is a go-to so what what is this good for you because sometimes we get benefits out of staying stuck and we have benefits out of struggling and in that um, it can be a real challenge to even look at the language that we're using and that is so important because the language we're using and the stories that we're telling help create our reality. So the more that we say we struggle, the more that we believe we struggle and the more we struggle, right? Right. So, um, and I love that you brought up mirror work because that is like a really high gradient, very vulnerable thing. And it, it's super powerful, but it can take a lot for people to get there. So I love that, you know, there's so much different type of work among so many different amazing people and there's no one right or wrong way to work into the space of loving and accepting yourself the the way and this is the thing that i tell women that i work with that is so critical even though i wrote a book about practices and these are my practices and it doesn't like the practices i use if you started a different way or you something doesn't resonate with you or you actually think something different and you use a different process that's absolutely perfect. Like how you move through your own journey is a personal experience and there's no wrong way to do it. So if something doesn't resonate, find something that does. That's like really um, empowering too for us when we realize that 
there isn't a right way. There's just the way we do it and it's the perfect way. Yeah, the fact that you have control over your own progress, you yeah. have control over your own decisions of how you're going to make something work. Um, I know that whenever I would go to a counselor, the first thing they would do is write out, here are your three words or mm -hmm. three sentences that you're supposed to say, go say them in the mirror, go repeat it 10 times a day, you know, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I think we've evolved past that to where it's not just the three sentences that somebody else would give us. It's mm -hmm. how we can actually think about ourselves in a little bit more of a positive light. And then maybe that sentence changes the next week to where it's even more positive. And so mm -hmm. working towards the acceptance and love for ourselves versus mm -hmm. just an automatic, okay, I'm going to rebrainwash myself mm -hmm. into believing this. Yeah. And that's the way it felt. I mean, like, I was yeah. like, I feel like I'm brainwashing myself from one way to another way. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to feel like I'm brainwashing myself. I want to feel like that this is empowering and believing in myself. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. it really takes that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you brought that up because one of the things as coaches or therapists or, you know, people who you go to, to, to help guide you is they're really guides. And it is not my place to tell someone what to say or do in their life. I can ask questions, I can help reflect things, but it is absolutely their experience with what they want to get out of it is theirs. And so I should, for me, never be telling my, the women that I work with, my clients that, you know, this is what you need to get to because it's then continuing that cycle of external validation versus that internal motivation and validation for yourself, which can be a really hard thing. I mean, even one time I was like, said something to my son and my family about dinner. And I was like, oh, is dinner good? And my son looks at me and goes, we already said we liked it. Why are you asking me again? You don't need more validation. And I was like, oh, damn. You know, he's like 17 and funny. And funny like getting it. But I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I am seeking some external validation, like that it's good enough. But so we want, like, as a coach or a guide, we have to be really careful that we're not continuing to perpetuate that because it's so, um, it's so subtle, right? It's just like, we think we're doing a really good thing. And I've caught myself in the past doing it before of like saying, why don't you do this and giving advice? And in, instead I have to like, remember, and that's been like part of my own work too, is like advice giving can be great, but it's really not allowing the other person to figure out what's going to work the best for them in their own journey. So I don't know if you've called them ladder thoughts, but I've heard mm. the term used a lot that basically instead of having, instead of going from a point of I hate myself to I love myself mm -mm. and having a ladder thought of I hate myself. Okay. I'm learning to love myself. I'm, or maybe it's even, I'm learning to like myself. And then I'm learning yeah. to love myself or I'm learning to accept myself. Mm -hmm. and I'm learning to love myself. Mm -hmm. So having those latter thoughts yeah. eventually get you to, I love myself. Yeah. And Absolutely. being able to actually kind of learn as you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that. I haven't heard that term before, but I absolutely know what you're talking about. I think that is so powerful to be able to even just shift it a little bit, right? It's like thinking about when you you know, clean your house or take stuff out. Sometimes you can't do it all at once and go to the big like purge, right? You've got to do it little bits at a time so you can adjust and 
you can adapt to that new experience, that new feeling. It's like, you know, if you think your comfort zone, you think of it slowly expanding it because if you jump too far out and too far away, what makes you feel comfortable, you're going to retreat back in. And it's not a bad thing. It's actually a self-protection mechanism. So if you slowly expand your comfort zone, slowly expand and shifting those thoughts, even if it's like, I'm learning to accept this one thing about myself. It's not like all of yourself, but maybe it's just one thing. Like for me, part of it was like being able to talk about my experience with drugs and actually say what drug it was. Like to even get to that point was huge because it was a piece of my story. But to try to own the whole story at one time, it's like trying to put the puzzle together by throwing all the pieces on the floor. It just doesn't work. So you have to like slowly put it together and then you can move into that space. So absolutely love that. It's so, so true. So as a last little bit and stuff to be able to leave our listeners with, um, what would you suggest and everything for them as kind of your last piece of advice? Um, so one of the things that I lately and I encourage you know women to kind of check out or your listeners even for men because I know a lot of this work even though I work predominantly with them it also pertains to men as well as really kind of finding one thing that you feel good about yourself every day or that makes you feel good so I mean sometimes it's really hard to always feel good about ourselves because maybe you know something doesn't go right that day, but just even if it's one external thing that helps you remember, you know, that you are awesome or you are amazing or that you're, you're, you're meant for something more, but just something that makes you feel like a badass when you put it on. So for me, one of the easy things and the steps that I did was moving into kind of more of the external, something I could see. So for me, one time, right now, but it's like, I found this amazing ring in Joshua tree. And every time I put it on, I'm just like, Oh, this feels so good. And so do something or put on something that makes you feel good every day. That would be one of the things, you know, we, we don't need to wait to reward ourselves. We can give ourselves exactly what we desire right now um, and I'm not advocating for any crazy, you know, shopping sprees or anything, if that won't make you feel good or filling in something, but just something that really just resonates with you. And it could just be a color that you wear, whatever makes you feel good, do that thing today. Don't wait. You don't need to prove or get worthy or have a reward. Just do it today. That is so fun because... There's been so many times in the past that I have delayed my wants and even though it's like, yeah, I really, my biggest thing in stuff for a while back was I really wanted a swing to be able to have outside and mm. I love outside. Yeah. And my husband at the time would tell me, well, but you don't really love being outside. You never go outside. You don't want to swing too much. And when we divorced, the very first thing I did was bought a swing. <laughs> Yay, awesome. That's and great. So, you know, and it was just like, and, you know, I do go out to that swing on multiple times throughout the week. 
Yeah. I am so grateful that I have my suite. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So even if I only spend a minute on it or two minutes on it, or if I spend hours on it and stuff, it doesn't matter. The thing was, is that if I wanted something so much that mm -hmm. repeatedly year after year, I'm thinking I want this, then mm -hmm. you're kind of denying yourself that, you know, love basically yes. that I am worth getting this. Even if it means I turn around and sell it later and it decides right. it's not for me after all. Yeah. Like, how do we know unless we do it? I, you know, so true. Like, why should we continue to deny ourselves a life that we enjoy by putting, oh, we didn't earn this or we don't really want it? Like, who's to say that? Just like, do it. You know, we are our own um, ability, we have our own ability to really create that environment that we thrive in. And I love that you have a, I love being outside too. And being able to have an area set up that feels good for me, um, feels good to go outside. So it might be a special chair or a cute little fancy pillow that just draws me in. And I can totally see how having a swing in a great place where you can just be out in nature, just Oh, soothes your soul. And so I think that's it's the big thing. It's so much fun to have, like, I mean, and I'm not advocating go out and spend a fortune and stuff all yeah. the time, just like you had said and everything, but having something that you want and that you've wanted for so long mm -hmm. and being able to, like, and we have a trampoline out there now and stuff, and I go out and I lay on the trampoline and stare mm -hmm. up in the sky. And it just oh, makes me it. feel like a kid again. I don't even jump yeah. on the trampoline because my body will tell me not to. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, I lay on the trampoline and it's a, a trampoline. I actually, I mentioned it and stuff in another podcast, but I actually wrote a letter to my future self mm. before my kids were ever around that I wanted to have a land with, you know, a house with land and a trampoline so that I could watch my kids jump on it. And this was before my kids were born and my son is almost 26. Wow. And, um, it took me, you know, 24 years to be able to get the house with the land and to get the trampoline and to have the husband that actually would let me get the trampoline. Um, <laughs> and, but, you know, my kids have come over, they've all jumped on the trampoline. My 13 year old jumped on the trampoline. Like my envision of my life and stuff has come true for that. And mm -hmm. so it's just so neat to be able to see that things that you want can come true. Absolutely. And I, the other piece that you said that I find so powerful to remember is that it's important to connect with like that little girl or that little boy who had fun and enjoyed life and like really just connect with them. Um, I know not everyone had the best childhood experiences, but being able to do a lot of that inner child healing work is really powerful. So even being able to lay on a trampoline and just envision like jumping on it even if you're not or being able to create that vision that you can do that it's so powerful and that's really awesome and badass that you were eventually able to have the land the trampoline the kids to jump on it and to, that you can enjoy it as well just being on that and letting yourself kind of feel like a kid again how powerful was that yeah, I'm definitely taking, the older I get, the more I want to be a kid. 
Yeah. Um, so I actually take the time to stop and smell the roses and I take the time to take the pictures and be amazed by the world that's around me. And, um, I still love going to the zoo. I still love like all the things that kids are supposed to love doing. My kids never love doing, but I still love doing. Them. <laughs> yeah. It's, isn't it funny? Like we rush to get older and then the older we get, the more we are like, Oh, to be, you know, able, like we're trying to just not that we're trying to, but to be able to appreciate life in a different way as we've gotten older is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciated our conversation. Um, I, we will have all of your links in the description below so that people can reach out to you. Awesome. Um, But just thank you for your time. Yes. And thank you for having me. It was an honor to be with you.